We, uh, um, how many of you know we've really been talking about walking in the presence of the Lord? What is his presence? What is it about being in with the, the, the presence of God that can shape and change your life? So I want you to grab your Bibles. We're going to get into First uh, John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. Um, I'm going to get situated here this morning. But um, I, I, I thought about, you know, Psalms, when it was talking about operating in the presence of God. And how many of you know there is a tangible, manifested presence you can feel God? But what about when you don't feel Him? There is still the presence of God. Whether we feel it or not, my wife and I are in love with each other, and there are times where she may not feel loved by me, but she's loved by me. And there's times where I may not feel loved by her, but she's loved by me. So the fact isn't based on a feeling. Oh, come on, somebody. See, we need to understand that a lot of times, and this is how the world wants to operate. They want you to feel this way, or they want you to feel that way. And they play with your emotions, and things get changed in your emotions. And it's not about, my emotions are not about whether God is good or not. I know he's good, and he's good all the time. Now, I may not feel like he's good, or at this point in time, he's not been good to me. Or at this point in time, he's been really good to me. But no, it's not based on how I feel. It's based on my truth and my understanding of who God, in it, God is and what his word says. I want to try something this morning, because how many of you know we're kind of dealing with some new things? We've been talking about new. Everybody say new. We've been talking about the new things. Are there some new things going on in your life? Uh, last week, I, I loved the stimulus package that we were able to give some people, and, 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 and hopefully that's going to continue. There'll be some new things. Virginia's been talking about seeing the new, experiencing the new. We enter into a new era. We're in a, in a new year. How many are you ready for this year to be different than last year? You know, or maybe the last few years. Now, there doesn't take away from the good things that were actually there in, in this past year. But what it does do is it gives us a place that there's the newness that we have to see. We prayed last week about your eyes being able to see the new things of God. We prayed last week about your ears being able to hear the new things of God. I'm telling you, there is some new things going on in your life, and we've just got to see it. Sometimes we get so focused at the mountain that we forget about the provision that God's already given us before we have to climb that mountain. So the Bible tells us to declare and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. I want you to say this after me. Say, this is our time to become all that God wants me to become. This is our season to lean into Him, to grow through the challenges in my life. This is when His love will inspire me, will encourage me. At this very moment, I'm ready to be transformed into His image and into His likeness. And I believe it, and I speak it forth in Jesus' name. Let's give him a mighty hand clap of praise. God is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. So I want to talk a little bit about walking in the light or walk in the light. Walk in the light for he is in the light. How many of you know when it's dark out at night and, and, and you like to go down a nicely new lit road? 
right? I was thinking about 34, man. They did 34, and they redid that and spent a lot of money doing that. And, man, what a beautiful road. I drive down that way now instead of coming down 22nd, because, especially at night, because I like to go down there because it's nicely lit. How many of you like nicely lit roads? Amen. And all the ladies are like, yes, amen. I like a nicely lit road so you can see some things. But that's what God really talks about is that he is a light. And I want us to get into 1 John chapter 1. And and we're going to read a little bit in here. So I guess I better get turned over there. I've got my old fashioned Bible here and it's falling apart, but it's uh, it's good. That means if my Bible's falling apart, my life is not. Come on, somebody. So as we get into 1 John, many of you know John. He's, he's the author of uh, 1 John, 2 John. He was author of St. John or John. Um, he, was a, he was, according to John, he was Jesus' favorite. He's the only one that calls himself the one that Jesus loves. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, hey, babe, you know, we're, we're hanging out with Jesus, but I'm the one he loves. <laughs> it's like, how many do you think the disciples are like, oh, John, there's John again. There he is. Going off. He's, he's, he's thinking he got it all figured out. But he was the author of this, and this, this book actually was written, his letter, this letter was written, um, they say somewhere before 70 A.D. It was before 70 A.D. Some say that it might have been anywhere from 60 to 65 A.D., or it even could have been earlier than that. There are some things that John was dealing with with the new church. And you're going to see some similarities today that we have to deal with some of the same things that John was dealing with. He was dealing with an antichrist spirit. The other day, somebody said, what about the antichrist? What about the antichrist? And, and he's coming, he's coming. And I said, my Bible says he's been here. He's been here for over 2,000 years. And read in the book of John, and he talks about the antichrist spirit. He talks about the antichrist. How many of you know, if you're not for Christ, you're against Christ? Hello? And that Antichrist spirit is still operates in the world today. Can I get an amen? So he, he dealt with that. He also was dealing with false teachers. False teachers that denied that if a believer possessed eternal life through Christ, they would deny and they would try to teach that you just can't know Christ and ha- expect eternal life. So he was dealing with not only the Antichrist, the Antichrist spirit, he was dealing with false teachers. They were trying to bring the fellowship into a place where they question God. Sound a little bit like today? People are like, they question you. How do you know God exists? <laughs> we could go into that. We could spend hours trying to talk about that. But he was dealing with this in 1 John. So let's go to 1 John. I'm going to read through it. Then we're going to go back and touch a little bit on it. So I pray that uh, the Lord begins to illuminate some things to you this morning. 1 John chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Look at me real quick. What was he saying? He wasn't talking about the beginning as in Genesis in the beginning. He was talking about in the beginning, the gospel. When Christ came and, and changed everything, and he fulfilled the, the, the covenant, the Old Testament, he fulfilled those laws, he fulfilled what needed to be fulfilled there, it was a beginning. John spent time with Jesus for three, three and a half years. He spent time with Jesus. How many of you know he, he started out as somebody who, who may not have believed much, but he saw miracles. 
He saw people healed. He saw people get delivered. He saw the the feeding of of the 5,000 or the 15,000. So John wasn't somebody that would just heard about Jesus. Or wasn't somebody that it was passed down in his line, but it was, it was actually, I was there with Jesus. And that's what he was trying to get across to the church. And in this letter, he goes on and he talks a little bit about it. He said, what we have seen, what we have heard, verse 3, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. So it's not only about the son, but it's about the father. Everybody say the father. And we call that the part of the Trinity, the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. Some people have said, I don't understand the Trinity thing. I don't have it. I don't understand it. I said, do you know what an egg is? And they said, yeah. I said, there's three dimensions to an egg, right? The shell, the white, the yolk. It's all an egg. I said, so that is the father's And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, there's three dimensions of the Lord. Are you with me? Sometimes we we need the Father. Sometimes we need that fathership to to be able to move us across. Sometimes we need the Savior. Can we get an amen? And so I need the Holy Spirit to be able to teach me and train me and comfort me when I'm down. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So it's it's the, the Father, and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for us, and the Holy Spirit's doing the work in the earth. Are you with me? So it's we call it three in one. That's the Trinity. It's the, it's the three in one. So he's talking about that. And even in verse 4, he goes on, These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. And this is what I want to get into a little bit today. I'll go ahead and read through it, and then we'll go back through it. This is the message that we've heard from him, meaning Jesus. And he announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Oh, come on, somebody. God is what? And in him there is no... I'm telling you, when the darkness comes on, it's, darkness is the absence of light. It's the absence of light. When the light comes on to the scene, what happens to the darkness? It has to go. When you walk into your bedroom and you flip on the switch and the light comes on, the darkness is gone. Hello? So he he was saying, God is light. Say that with me. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. He goes on and he says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness... We lie and we don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I could could meditate on that, that he's cleansed us from all my sin. From all my sin, Gary. All of my sin. All of your sin. What about what I haven't repented of? Well, you may not have known to repent of it. I believe he cleanses us from that, right? Until the Spirit of God illuminates and says, you need to repent of this or whatever. Then then when you repent, what? Does he cleanse you from that? Absolutely. He goes on and he cleanses us from all sin. Verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, watch out now, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
I, I think about this. Let me go back to verse 5. Because I want us to get to a certain place this morning. Because he's going to talk about walking in the light. Say, in the light. Not according to the light. I think I can do this. I know that if I step over here, I step into a shadow. And they're up there going, don't do that, because then the people at home can't see you very good, right? But I can walk according to the light. I can walk according to the light. In other words, the Bible says, and I walk according to that. Or I can walk in the light. There's a difference if we walk according to it or we walk in it. And that's what John was trying to get across in this letter. He was trying to get across to the believers that you can say you're this, but you're maybe not in the light. Oh, come on. Are you getting part of this? I can say I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe in God, but my actions may try to say something different. Are you with me? Listen, first of all, when we step into this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is the conviction of the Holy Spirit that that's what I try to live by. Because condemnation doesn't give you a way out. But the conviction of God says, Eric, you may not have treated your your wife like, like the Word says. But then when I walk in the light, as I grow and learn in the things of God, I can treat her like God wants me to treat her. Oh, come on, are you hearing me this morning? Because we want to walk in the light. If we walk in the light, then who is the light? Then we walk in God. So let's look at verse 5 real quick. I think it's 5. five. This message that we've heard from Him and announced to you, that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. We are saved because God calls us out of darkness. Okay? Out of darkness into His marvelous light. 1 Peter 2.9 We are, we've already heard it, children of the light. We're children of God. If God is the light, and we're children of the light, then we're children in the light. Hello? Is it, I know this is hard sometimes for you to wrap your mind around this. But we're sons of the light and not sons of darkness. When I was growing up, I was a son of darkness. I didn't have Christ. I didn't know about Christ. I didn't know I needed a Savior. But I walked in darkness, even if I was in the light. But I wasn't in the light because God is in the light the way he wants us to be in the light. But I walked in the darkness instead of in the light. But now I'm in the light and I'm not in the darkness anymore because God is light and I'm in his light. Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. So, so when, when we under, understand that, life produces, or excuse me, light produces Growth. <laughs> when you have a plant that's growing, you put light on it. 
and it produces growth. It begins to grow. It also produces beauty. Flowers need light. It produces that. It produces this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. That's a tough one, man. It's like... Am I walking according to the word or am I walking in the word? Am I walking in the light? Because I'm going to give you an example here in just a minute. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. He wants us to practice the truth. How many of you know Jesus is truth? But if we walk in the light, I love this. As he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now, some people have taken this scripture and said, if I walk in the light as he's in the light, then my sister here, you and I have fellowship. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about that if I walk in the light, then I have fellowship with God. He's not talking about me having fellowship with you, brother, or me having fellowship with you, sister. He's talking about when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, meaning God and I have fellowship. Are you with me? He wants us to have fellowship outside of that, but the most important fellowship, the most important relationship, the most important presence that God wants us to have is to be in the light and have a relationship with him that it's transparent. And see, we get into church, and church tells us, I got to be good. I got to keep the Ten Commandments. I got to do these certain things. And sometimes we are out of the light. We're just walking according to what it is. But I don't have the relationship or the fellowship of him because it's in the light. Because now if I stumble outside the light, then I fall into condemnation. But I'm in him, and I'm in the light, and I'm fellowshipping in the light, and I'm going, Dad, I messed up. Will he forgive me? Absolutely. Now there's no condemnation for me here, but outside, that's what I do. I feel condemned. So I don't get around anybody that knows God. <laughs> Right? You with me? But he wants us to come and he wants us to have fellowship in the light. Are you guys getting this? Because that thing is, is really blinding. That is, uh, there's fellowship. I want to be in the light. I want to be in the light. I don't want to walk according to the light. I know some people that didn't have a relationship with God. Why? Because I could tell they didn't have a relationship with God, but they knew the Bible. And they'd be, they could quote scriptures, and I'm like, mm, that's out of context. <laughs> you know, but he was trying to walk according to what he knew, but I wanted him to walk in the light. Because when I walk in the light, he is in the light, and I'm in the light, and I'm him. And that's where the presence of God comes. So he wasn't talking about, let's have fellowship together. He was talking about, this is the fellowship. Because whether Gary and I have fellowship or not, doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not as important as he has fellowship in the light with the Father. Oh, come on, somebody. And that I have, I have in the light, and I have fellowship with the Father, and I have fellowship in the light. 
So he's talking about fellowship. He's talking about not walking according to the the the, the light. He's talking about the, the word, the principles of God, but he's talking about having actually walking in the light. Does anybody know what I'm saying? It's hard to understand because as you come to Christ and, and as you're trying to walk in the light and be in the light, there's no condemnation in the light. When I mess up, I still mess up. So let me go on. Let me go on. I looked at that light so much I can't see. <laughs> I put down this. True communion with God is living in his light where we experience, listen to this, our experience is illuminated by the truth. And the truth will set you. When I am in the light, it's open to the revelation of himself and who Christ is and who the Spirit is. Allowing the light to reveal the wrong in my life. You can say ouch now. <laughs> ouch, 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 that one hurts. When I, I'm not talking about walking according to it, I'm talking about walking in it. I'm walking in the light. I know you guys won't condemn me because I tell you a lot of stuff that's gone on in my life and the trouble we've had and the difficulties we've walked through, just like you guys. So the other day, I had a choice to walk in the light or not walk in the light. I'm going to give you an example. My, my example, not you. My example. Um, we have a farm, and I, the insurance comes due, and I had to write a check for the insurance, so they sent me an email. And um, she said, uh, Eric, I haven't received the check for the insurance. If you've sent it, I just haven't received it yet. Maybe it's in the mail. I want to be real transparent for you. I looked at that email, and I thought, I'm going to tell her it's in the mail. It was not in the mail. I forgot to mail it. But she's on the other end of an email. What's it really matter? I sat there and started to send that email, typed it out. And I thought, I'm lying to her. <laughs> I'm in the light. And I was over here. <laughs> right? I was over here. And I was like, she ain't going to know. It's be good. She'll be going, okay, good. He's already sent it in the mail. And then it was like, no, that's a lie. But it really won't matter. Who's she going to know? She ain't going to know. She lives in Minnesota. Why don't you just tell her the truth? What's the matter if you tell her the truth? Oh, just be done with it. Quit screwing around with this email and just send it and be done with the lady. You better be straight up. What did I do? I sent her an email. No, I'm just kidding. 
I sent her the email and just said no. But I, I had this struggle. And I'm thinking, why am I having this struggle? Why am, why am, I, why am I even considering lying to the lady? It wasn't a big deal. I emailed her back. I said, I am so sorry. I forgot to email that or send that and put it in the mail. I will, I will put it in the mail today. Now, it may not be a big deal for you. You might have just said, it's in the mail. Put it in there last week. I don't know what happened to it. And then you mail it out. But I want to be in the light. Because when I'm in the light, I can be transparent to the Father. And I can say, God, why am I struggling with? Why am I struggling? What is this big deal? You know what I mean? And I thought, well, here I have got this battle going on. I got a lot of other battles that are a whole lot more important, whether the insurance got paid or not. They weren't going to cancel me. Well, they would have. They had to have it by the 20th of this month. But I knew I could get it before the 20th of this month, even if I had to overnight it to her. Did you understand what I'm saying? So I was in the light, and I was like, well, I just need to do this right. Because pastors sometimes can get to the point where we evangelistically speak. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. When I walk in the light and I mess up, he's not going to condemn me. He's not going to condemn you. But it's part of my transformation. It's part of my growth. It's part of my process. Oh, come on. We're all in these different things. And we have those different things. It's all in that process. So I'm allowing the light to reveal some things that are wrong in my life. I don't want them to be wrong. I want to be in the light as he is in the light. The problem isn't deceiving God, but it's deceiving myself. Sometimes we get to the point where we deceive ourselves and we think everything's okay, and it's really not okay. Hello, I'm here to tell you. I could have sent that email. I could have done that the other way. Would have God forgive me? Yes, absolutely. I could have asked for forgiveness afterwards. But I wanted to be in the light because I don't want to deceive myself into saying it's okay. It's called situational ethics. I struggle sometimes with that. It's kind of like 2 Samuel, chapter 11, and chapters 12. Don't turn there, but you can read it later. Where King David, he, some of you know, he lusted after Bathsheba, right? So he, he committed adultery. Now this guy who lusted after her and committed adultery is a guy that God said, this is a man after my own heart. I was like, how did he get to do that? Well, because I think he was... There were times where he wasn't wa he was walking according to the light, but he wasn't walking in the light. Instead of taking the responsibility of what he did, he tried to get Bathsheba's husband back from the war, and he tried to get him to sleep with his wife because he got her pregnant. I mean, this is like a made-for-TV movie. I mean, this would be probably rated R nowadays, you know? It's like... So, so he got him back, what? And he took him out, got him drunk. 
He didn't sleep with his wife. He's like, man, I can't. Look, king, I slept on the outside doorstep. I mean, I can't go. I got guys up there on the front line, and they're in the war, and they're struggling, and they're has suffering, and it's bad. And, you, you know, I can't. I just can't feel good about myself going in and being with my wife while they're up there doing all that. He slept on a doorstep. So <laughs> King David, he got him drunk, tried to get him to sleep with his wife. That's what, that's what it says. He was trying to cover it up. And he was the king. Did it make okay? No, it didn't make it okay. And then here comes Nathan the prophet. Hey, he gives him this little story. He's like, you know, this rich guy's got this lamb. You know, he's got this rich guy. He's got all these lambs, all these sheep, all this. And then this other guy comes in and he's poor and he's got one lamb. And, and the rich guy sacrifices a lamb and he takes the poor guy's lamb and sacrifices it. And David's like, that's wrong. And Nathan said, that's you. That's just, that's just a scripture where we can look at it and we can see where, where sometimes we can lie so much that we believe ourselves. Okay, I know the plane's real rough and rocky. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts. Uh, we're going to experience a little bit of uh, turbulation for it now in the Word of God. Uh, but I'll let you know when you can uh, get around the cabin. So it's rough because David had situational ethics. And sometimes we can lie so much that we believe ourselves. I, I, I was reading, I can't remember who it was that quoted it, said you got to be, maybe it was Abraham Lincoln or one of them that said, you, you got to be careful how much, you gotta, if you're going to be a good liar, you're going to have to have a good memory. Because you lie, you've got to remember what you told this person to lie. Verse 6, it says, If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. I want to encourage you guys, let's practice the truth. I mess up a lot. I'm always, I, one word is in my vocabulary is, I'm sorry, honey. Sometimes I say it, and she's like, I don't even know why you're saying that. It doesn't even apply to what you're saying, you know. I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry, honey. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry, honey. Yes, I'll, uh, yes I'm sorry, honey. Verse 7, I love this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, has his son, cleanses us from all sin. So walking in the light rather than according to the light. If you get something today, we can walk. We can hear the word, believe the word, walk the word, do the word, all these other stuff, but we want it in the light. Because that's when the Spirit of God can convict me. He's not condemning you. He's convicting you. What does that mean? That means I can change. Condemnation, there's no way to change it. It's over. I have messed up. I've had people that are like, Pastor, you don't understand. I got three felonies. I spent 16 years in jail. I mean, there's no way that God loves me. No, there is a way. God does love you. But no, it's just gone too far. There's just nothing I can do. He's already condemned himself. God's not condemning you. Now, he's going to convict you to get that stuff out of the way. You spent your time. You paid your dues. Come on, society itself. There may be some other things you still got to do. 
But God's not going to hold that over you. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, it's there, there is the conviction of the Spirit that comes in here, and there is no condemnation. If there's condemnation, it is not from the Father. It's conviction. And a lot of times we don't understand that. But let me give you a couple things real quick. Two things that I want you to see in this in, in verse 7. Is there's two things. He says, if we walk in the light, if we walk in the light, we're going to have fellowship with him. I'm going to be in the light, number one. I'm going to have fellowship with him. I can be transparent. Look, there is nobody in here that knows me like she knows me. If I exaggerate on something, she knows. <laughs> if I evangelistically speak, she knows. <laughs> Are you with me? Well, I can do that. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, okay, I, I, I want to have fellowship with him. I want to be in the light. If I'm in the darkness in some areas, I'm just going to get him in the light. Are you with me? I feel so much better that I didn't lie to that lady on the email. And I can be straight up with it. I can be transparent. And God's so beautiful that he lets me walk through those things. He, he's not going to make me do this. But he allows me to make that decision. But I'm in the light. Are you with me? And he's like, way to, way to go, Eric. Good job. Way to go, sis. Good job. He's not going to condemn me. He's not going to put me down. Should have made another decision, you idiot. What's the matter with you? That's not God speaking to you. I'm in the light. and Gently, he may move you. I don't know how he speaks to you, but he'll move you. It's like, you know, to me, it's like, okay, Eric. I'm like, I got you. It's kind of like Shelly going, Eric William. You know how it is when your parents use that middle name, you know what I mean? It's like, uh-oh, they want your attention. So number one, we have fellowship with God. And number two, as we look at verse 7, it goes on and it says, we are being cleansed from every sin. We're being cleansed from every sin. Every sin. Every sin. I'm being cleansed from. Now listen. Some people are like, you know, sin is like this big sin, that little sin, it's, this is that, and this is that. The Bible, when you look it up, even in the Greek, it means to miss the mark. I missed the mark. I, I've always told you I would rather aim high and hit it halfway than to aim low and hit it all. I might feel better about accomplishing and getting it all, but I didn't ever grow because I didn't aim high enough. But sin means to miss the mark. How many of you know we miss marks? I miss it. But outside, in, outside of that light, the enemy wants to bring condemnation, but inside the light, the Holy Spirit wants to bring conviction. Are you with me? And say, you better not do that again. That's not good for you. But you've got a choice. So, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. And if I, if I do that, and I'm, I'm here, what I'm here to say is that the, the cool thing about it is, is as I grow. Now, I've grown a long time in the Lord. But e even if I'm a new believer, and I want to encourage you guys that are new believer or just beginning to believe God for some things and are on, on a first-time walk, 
that, that when you get in there, he is so loving and he's so gentle and he's so amazing that he allows you to make mistakes as you make mistakes. And it's kind of like he wants to put you back on track. And I'm like, okay, get back over here. And you're like, okay, over here, come on, come on, get back over here. It's kind of like a turtle race. In 4th of July, they'll have those turtle races and stuff. You know, they actually have to put up lanes for the, the turtles because they'll go everywhere else. But you just kind of nudge that turtle back in the lane, and he kind of goes down the road. And next thing you know, he's gone a long way. That's what the difference is about walking in the light. When a person loses a personal touch of being in the light with God, we begin to live in darkness. You're one or the other. I want to stay in the light. The neat thing about this is is God wants us to be in the light with Him. Look, He knows all your inhibitions. Fear was talked about today. He knows all those things. He knows every bad spot, scar, whatever. He knows it all. And He still wants you to be in the light with Him. So sometimes we just get out of the light. I want to share with you a scripture. I don't have it for those of you guys that are up in the sound booth. I don't have the scripture for you guys. It's Ephesians 5, 8 through 13. Listen to this. For you meaning the church, us believers, were once in darkness. But now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. The fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Everything that is illuminated becomes light. Pastor, how do I feel like maybe I'm I'm walking according to the light, but not in the light. How do I get back in the light? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. Thank you for that. Repentance. I'm out here. Father, forgive me. I really wanted to send this email to that lady and just kind of be done with it. I want to have to mess with it. What's it matter? Father, forgive me. I'm going to take responsibility of not mailing that payment. Not doing it in a timely manner. It's not a big deal, right? Not a big deal? Or is it? Because I don't want to represent a lie. I want to represent the truth, but I want to be in the light. And as I'm here, the Father's like, good job. Way to go. I remember one time when our kids were going across the street and they went to step out on the street and I grabbed him by the back of the shirt. It was Joel. I grabbed him by the back of the shirt and pulled him back in. He didn't see the car coming. Sometimes we get over here, we're just waiting on God to go. 
got you. I got you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, we shouldn't be afraid to come into the light with God. That's what we do. We get over here and we get afraid to go back to the light. So we go a little bit farther and we go a little bit farther. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because sometimes we try to walk in that and we get in that darkness and we say, it's okay to live there. It's okay to be there. God knows. He forgives me. Yes, he does. But I'm going to even know is the relationship isn't as good as if I'm in the light. When I'm in the light, he's gently loving me. He's gently changing me. He's gently sh- shaping and molding my road and my passage and no matter things are good or bad I know that I'm not out here I am in here I'm in full relationship and in the presence of God because he is light and I want to walk in the light as he is in the light because I want to be more like him moment of truth I'm not going to ask you to get up. I'm not going to ask you to come down the aisle. I'm not going to ask you to do anything except for ask the Holy Spirit inside of you. Is there some areas in my life that I'm in this and I want to be in this? Hey, I remember I was trying to quit smoking. I'm not telling anybody that if you smoke, I'm not judging that deal. That's your deal. But I remember I tried to quit smoking, man, and I'd quit for a couple of weeks or the next time or whatever. I'd quit for a day and it'd be like, I'm back in here, Lord. Uh, are you with me? And I'll quit. I'm sorry, man. I didn't. Get it. I didn't. It came to me that I was like, I'm just gonna stay here. I don't need that for me. I knew it was better if I didn't. Now that's all sorts of stuff in our lives. So let's repent. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Repentance not just saying, I'll forgive me God until you get caught the next time. Repentance is changing the way I think on that. And go, I need that. I need that. I got to have that. Don't you know how I got to have that? I've had my body says I got to have it. It's had it for 45 years. I got to have it. I got to have it. And, and when I actually repent, I think differently towards it. So that thing's not good for me. It's not good for my family. I got to get away from that thing. That thing's not good. I got to change the way I think towards that. And that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, come on. I mean, that's a lot of it. It's right here in us going, wait a minute. I can overcome this guilt and shame. I can overcome the, this, this situation in my life that happened 25 years ago. I can forgive Aunt Martha because what she did to me then, I can forgive her instead of saying, wait a minute, I'll just stay out here and I'll lie to myself and say it's okay. No, it's not okay because I need to be in here, God, because this is where it's only okay at is when I'm here. And you know my mess. You know I messed up. You know I've done some stuff. You know, God, I've seen some things I can't wipe out of my mind. You know, God, and you know my heart. And he's like, stay in the light. Just stay right here with me. Don't go over there. You don't need to go over there. Just stay in this light. I'm just going to ask you just where you are, just to close your eyes a moment. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us now. There might be some situations in your life that you're struggling, what you're dealing with. Some of it can even be your belief of the Word of God. 
You may not believe you're a child of the Most High God. You may not believe you're the head and not the tail. You may not believe that you're, you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. You may not believe that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You may not believe that you have the victory in Jesus Christ, but I'm here to tell you that's what His Word says. And when we're in the light, I can begin to operate in the light. And you can overcome that situation. You can overcome that bad thing. You can overcome that guilt or shame that the enemy has tried to put you in when you begin to start stepping into the light because He is in the light. And there's going to be some things that are going to shift and change within you. So just ask the Lord for forgiveness. I'm going to change the way I think about that. Sometimes we are groomed. Sometimes we are... Oh, what's, what's the word that I'm... I'm searching, I'm searching for. We've been brought up a certain way and just that's the way we are. That's the way it is. I'm this way because it's a family tradition. I'm here to tell you that in the family of God, there is His traditions. There is His ways. And that we want to operate in those. Just take a moment and just begin to just ask the Lord, just, just forgive me. Father, forgive me when I... My thoughts about the email, about thinking it would be okay. God, show me if it's not today, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, the next few months, the next even few years of things that, that, that maybe need to be shifted or changed within me. And then help me to make, make the shift. Help me to make the change. Confessing sin is the way back into the light. The Bible says he's quick to forgive, slow to anger, abounding in love. He's gracious. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants the best for you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to get that right first. And then he'll bring some things in your life on the horizontal. He wants to get the vertical right. And that's the fellowshipping of God. Just begin to ask him for his help. Ask him for his help. He knows. I've confessed stuff to God. I know you know. God, I know you know, but I'm struggling with this. And he's like, yeah, I know. Do I need to leave the light? He's like, no, stay in the light. Stay in the light. We'll get it. You're going to get it. We're going to walk through it. There's hurt and pain in my life. There's doubt and unbelief in my life. God, what do I do? Do I go and, do I go and step out of the light? He said, no, stay in the light. Stay in the light because I'm in the light. We're, we're not looking at that. We're, we're looking at you and who you are. I want to illuminate that part. I can see it's almost like a room where he's flipping lights on. Flipping lights on here. Some of us have been operating in doubt and unbelief and God's just going to flip a light on and say, guess what? I can take care of this relationship. I can begin to reconcile this problem. I can begin to help you walk away if you need to walk away from a situation or a circumstance in your life. I will be there with you. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. Father, forgive us. For we know not what we do. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Bring us back into the relationship, a closer relationship, a closer walk with you. 
Let the blood of Jesus cleanse us from all sin, all sin in our lives. Where we've missed the mark, where we've fallen short, where we've tried to achieve certain things, God, that that are really not what you want to us for us to achieve. They may be for somebody else believing a lie, not only about us, about others. Forgive us, Father, for that. I want you just to begin to thank Him. Just begin to thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His grace. Thank Him for His love. Thank Him for His mercy. Thank thank Him for His faithfulness. Thank Him for His gentleness. Thank Him for His kindness. Thank Him for His patience. He's patient with us. I just want the Lord to bless you today. Just put your hand over your heart, if you will. Father, bless my brothers and sisters. Bless them in their journey. Let them look to you. Let them stay in the light as you are in the light. Let us step out of the darkness into your marvelous light, your marvelous light. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's peaceful. God, I know that the struggles are hard that we're all having. But I got I know there's hope, God. And the hope is in you. The hope's not in a bottle or a or a weed or a drink or a drug or a sugar or whatever that might be or in somebody else. Our hope is in you. Help us walk in the light. Help us be in the light. Help us stay in the light. Because we do love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you sure are looking bright. You must be in the light. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Walk in the light. When you get out of here, you walk in the light. Listen, real quick. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an invitation. If you're here and want to be part of the church, we want to invite you just to come on up to me and say, look, I want to be part of the church. I want to join you guys. I want to be part of that. What does all that mean? If you're here and you you need prayer today, we want to pray for you today. So we're giving you three different things. Looking at becoming part of the church, walking in the light of God, and and, and becoming, uh, becoming a child of the Most High God. We just pray a blessing over you tonight, today. You are dismissed. Go forth in his power and his might and walk in the light today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.